0: From the high desert in Far East, West Texas, this is the world's fastest scoring sports media podcast with that Sports TV Ratings. Hi, I'm Robert Seidman, and uh, thanks for listening. Joining me on the High Desert Hotline for this episode is Matt Sarziniak. And uh, the sports media world is made up of mostly very good people. And uh, sure, we do get some uh, disingenuous fools who are intellectually dishonest and would set themselves on fire for attention. But on the other side of that, you have really, really good people like Matt who are just very interested in the medium, who just want to help, and who apparently aren't even in it for the money. And uh, to that end, Matt has been compiling scheduling information for college football and men's college basketball for several years. Matt, welcome to the World's Fastest scoring Sports Media Podcast with that Sports TV Ratings. Thank you for having me, Robert. So, uh, Matt, just, you know, take us through how you got started on this project, uh, the specifics of, uh, of what, what you've been doing and uh, where you are now and how people can find you
1: uh well the uh the website first off is at matt m a t t sars s a r z sports dot com and there's a twitter handle with my name uh matt sars part of my name anyways uh started out as a uh computer programming project i'm a computer programmer uh in my day job and it went from just having uh having some knowledge in basic HTML and then as I moved over into uh, web development in my day job uh, it's become a bit of a working resume for me and with that I've also tried to uh, leverage some of that scheduling information and try to foster some relationships either between some of the schools uh, conferences uh, or networks and kind of get an insight into how they go about uh, sometimes programming Uh, those games onto a schedule, how they go about uh, setting up their schedules at times.
0: Yeah. So for, for people who, who haven't seen the site. So basically what Matt tries to put together is ultimately a listing of the, the TV schedules uh, you know, whether on uh, traditional linear television or via the uh, the the new OTT streaming services and uh, just puts together a grid uh, of the schedule and uh, one of the really interesting aspects to me of this is that there's sort of like a, uh, and it's, it's rather big by my estimation, sort of a, a cottage industry of uh, people who like to play the parlor game of figuring out what game is going to land where. Uh, can, can you just talk about that landscape a little bit and uh, why people are so into that?
1: Yeah, I, I think some of it has to do with just trying to plan out Saturday uh sometimes it's for the the viewer that's going to be sitting at home and uh vegging out on you know 12 to 14 hours of college football or right. bat, college basketball and, and some of it to be honest has been uh the season ticket holder the fan that's like hey I intend to go to this game uh <laughs> should I should I plan my tailgate for early in the day late in the day right right uh type stuff and and Besides that, actually, one of the the I guess we'll call it the niche one of the niche areas that I found that has a lot of interest in this are the folks that are video coordinators ecologists, because they like to know when they're going to be working.
0: Right, right. So can, can you can you take people like like when the uh, when the you know the schedules are originally announced, at least as far as who's playing who? Um, you know, at at that point in time, like what percentage of the TV schedule is set? And, uh, how does that process work? Like, so, so, uh, we're taping this on November, uh, Saturday, November 4th. Um, like when, at what point were all of the games for today locked in? How, how does all that work from sort of the, the announcements and I guess in the, you know, in the spring to, uh, how it actually plays out? Okay. So
1: when it comes to a, a conference's football schedule getting set, uh, typically, uh, you know, with the exception of like the, the big ten and twelve and the SAC that typically set up their schedule almost a year in advance, or at least it's it set in the fall in advance, the schedule itself, not the T V schedule. Right. You'll come through the spring, you'll get the rest of the conferences will come through, they'll they'll set their schedule, they'll have their Thursday and Friday dates, and those are typically set for, for T V, if not a, a start time already. Usually, you'll come to late spring, and this year it happened actually all at once. I think the very last day of May, and all the conferences released their start times for the first three weeks of the season, and as many television assignments as they could, along with you know certain special dates like uh, the Friday after Thanksgiving
0: and such. Right, right.
1: We go through that. We get to week four of the college football season, so first three weeks are set, get to week four, take that Saturday, wherever week four falls, go back 12 days and that's when they'll start setting the time and TV for each week remaining of the season. So 12 days in advance. So we have, for example, today being uh, November 4th, you would have seen the uh, television schedule start to be set for that, on said, look at the calendar here. You would have seen that start to be set on November, or excuse me, October twenty third. Right. And then from there, there were a handful of games that I think it was mostly ESPN, but maybe Fox had one or two in there as well. Said, you know, we're going to hold off. We're going to let the games being played on October twenty eighth play out, and then we'll set the remaining. November 4th, TV and time assignments on Sunday the 29th, so right. six days in advance. Right. And there's a limited number of times that conferences can uh, allow their TV partners to set those uh, on such a short notice. I think it's most conferences it's around four. I think the SEC is only two, and I think it's, it's baked into every TV deal from what I can tell.
0: Yeah. So, from your perspective, like before last Sunday, what percentage of the of everything had already been announced prior to last Sunday?
1: Oh, I'd say close to ninety five percent. Okay, so it's just it, that it was last five percent. Yeah, it's particularly with with Division One FBS. It's this this coming Sunday will have more games set aside. I think there's close to there's at least ten openings right across right. uh abc espn and fox i think last week there was only maybe four or five
0: so you know you you're you're doing this as a uh sort of a as a resume building uh project rather than a revenue generating project where do you get the data from is it all i mean so so do you do you get some raw data or or are you sort of you know scraping everything how how are you pulling the data in uh, typically, it's a lot of manual work. Uh, typically, in the,
1: the spring, I'm entering a lot of stuff into a database. And then from there, as each week goes on, I'm updating that database as needed. And then that you know, the site itself is just reading from that database. But uh, outside of maybe a few emails here and there, uh, if you've ever seen my Twitter feed, sometimes uh, on a weekday, you might see, particularly on Mondays, you might just see a, just a slew of re- re- uh, retweets come off of it. And that's those TV assignments coming out.
0: So, uh, so can you talk about like, uh, you know, how many people use your grid on a Saturday? Can you, can, can you, can you speak in round numbers about that?
1: I think it's, uh, I could probably take a look here quickly at, uh, Google analytics. I think it's in the, the few thousands are looking at it, at least on a unique visitor basis. Uh, it, it seems to get a lot of tr- attraction amongst uh like i said folks that are just looking for stuff uh trying to figure out how to plan their day what's what's going on when uh yeah it's usually in the four or five thousand range somewhere uh, around there
0: i think uh that that is that is uh that's that's, well, that's more people who are gonna than than who will download this podcast so uh, i think that's uh, that's that's pretty good what's uh what's been the you know, how's it been going, like building the relationships with the conferences? So, so do you have, have you like, do you have sort of more formal relationships with some of the people who, who are actually doing the scheduling now or or how's that coming together?
1: I I tend to try to work through either the communications departments for the conferences
0: uh, or schools
1: or, or networks. Uh, Sometimes I'll have folks reach out to me that are involved in the scheduling and it might be something I I've mentioned on a, on a Twitter feed, uh, Twitter question uh, or maybe a comment I've made and either they'll set me straight or they'll say, Hey, you're, you know, you're correct on this and uh, you know, keep up the good work or whatever. Uh, and then they might say, Hey, this is why we built it. So some of that is, is kind of a give and take. You have to understand and respect that they can only uh, give out so much information. I mean, right. there these are contracts between sure uh sometimes public and private entities and and they're limited in what they can provide without uh getting themselves in trouble and uh particularly the, the p r departments and communications department you're working with uh maybe a statement and maybe they can dig a little bit more uh information out and maybe they they just can't so it's it's really you take what you can get. Uh, and then, you, you know, you move forward and you hypothesize a little bit off of that stuff based on what you see.
0: Yeah. So, so you, you, do the basketball as well. And I know that there are, uh, many more basketball games than football games, but I don't actually know if you track the basketball, uh, for all the conferences that you track the football for. So, so what's, what's the workload on basketball for you? Is it, is it the same as football plus the extra games or is it a little bit different? It's a little bit different
1: because luckily for basketball, there's very few tip times that are being set during the season. A lot of it is set right up front in the fall, late summer, and there's not a lot of movement. Uh, So you might get a press release from a, a conference that says, these are our TV games, and that's it. You input them. It's kind of a set it and forget it thing at the the smaller conferences that have less televised games that might have more webcasts on let's say e s p n three or maybe the schools themselves are right. just streaming them on their website there's a a, a bit more of a uh, bit more items to track down. I do track all of Division one. I. I do limit right now and and I'm still debating even with a week left before the season starts whether to list uh conferences and entities that put their streams behind a a paywall so uh, an example might be conference usa tv or ivy league network right Uh, i do limit it right now but i've more been limiting it with the idea of how many am i actually limiting and is it something i might as well just take this on anyways or is it really a substantial number and the number seems to be decreasing a little bit so i may end up just taking those on but a lot of it is set it and forget it uh the only places i tend to see tip times that are getting set are later in the season on espn or uh used to see them on cbs with the big 10 and their their wild card games but now that they've uh changed over to fox i don't think they're running wild cards in their schedule i think everything was set up front
0: so uh what's the uh, from from your perspective? So you've been doing this since uh, I think since uh 2013, do I have that right? 2005 actually. Oof. 2005. They uh there's on the
1: front page there's probably back to 2013 and then there at the there's a link underneath that that just I think just says archive and uh the archive goes back to uh 2005.
0: All right. So so um, you have been looking at this stuff, uh, you know, maybe initially out of the side of your eye, but, um, you, you've been following this stuff, uh, geez, uh, 12 years now. So, um, can you see like, just in the requests that you get, like, can, can you see the rise of cord cutting as, as you're doing this thing or, or can you only, is it like the rest of us? You you can, you can kind of only see it in the rear view mirror after it's already happened.
1: A, a bit already in the, a bit in the rearview mirror. Though I will say that the smaller conferences have been always more receptive to getting their games out via the internet. Uh, ESPN has, from that point, been a bit proactive and tried to give those conferences a single portal. Uh, conferences like the uh southern conference uh the america east uh the mid-american conference right uh typically are all in where they have moved all of their uh web streaming over to uh espn3 uh there's some individual schools that have done that so there is that uh i don't see it yet with the the big conferences and and to uh go back to an earlier podcast you had with Matt Roberts earlier, uh, maybe one episode prior to two, uh, two, bad two episodes prior, my fault, my fault. Uh, Matt, Matt asked about, uh, I think you guys kind of conversed about when do you see the cord cutting hitting like the power five? And right. I, I, I do agree with that. It's going to be at least well into the next decade before uh, some of these conferences, can even consider it contractually. You know, they yeah. might be able to do a little bit of something depending on contractual language with, you know, ESPN or Fox or CBS or whomever that says, uh, yeah, we can, uh, we can try something through maybe like the new ESPN over the top uh, platform whenever it right. makes its appearance. Uh, from that though, you also see conferences like Conference USA that have uh moved over to uh well they're at least with stadium uh the entity that's run by uh silver chalice I think right. uh, Jerry Reinstorf, the White Sox owner, is a big investor in that, along with a couple sports entities. And you know, they, they seem to be staying the course with them right now. And I've seen like the Atlantic 10 come back to that platform after being with when it was just Sinclair running it as American sports network, they've had some games over there. So those, you could see a few more of that and stadium themselves is trying uh, to get as many games out there as they can either through their website or Facebook, Twitter. Uh, It's an interesting time because I think everybody at the end of the day is trying to figure out how can I get my game seen? And it doesn't matter now to have necessarily a wire coming through with a TV subscription when, uh I, I I use a lot of Android products. I have a Chromecast. I can yep. take a game from my phone or my laptop and pitch it to my TV screen. People do that with Roku and an Apple TV. Yep. Uh there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat now, and not all of it is uh coming through with a TV, uh pay TV subscription. But it's still yeah. the big it's still the the big thing today that everybody seems to uh put their their eggs in that basket when it comes yeah. to getting their their games on TV
0: so you know other than you know I I, I sort of get the uh, the idea of uh, of uh how do I how do I make a fun sort of uh, a day, day job project out of uh, out of something that I like like in as a hobby but uh, beyond the coding like wh- what's the fun stuff in the scheduling for you what what are you really into what what uh, what uh what what gets your juices going?
1: Uh, I guess kind of seeing how they, when you know, when those announcements come out on Monday and it's like, oh, I uh, for example, uh, Fox a couple of weeks back had a, a six-day hold on the Big 12, and they uh, they tossed Kansas at TCU. I think it was Kansas at TCU. I hope I've got the home road correct in prime time. Right. And I had a few people – and myself initially, when I first saw it, I'm like, "That's really weird." Because Kansas, no offense, Kansas fans. your football <laughs> team's not any good. Your football team's pretty bad right now, and it, it, it's been kind of bad for a few years. But anyways, I see it so you come out, and it's like, "Oh, that's in prime time." That's weird. And then I look at the schedule, I'm like, "Oh well, um, you've got Michigan, World Series." Yeah, well, that was a big one. There was uh, there was also Michigan at Penn, uh, Penn State at Michigan, and uh notre dame or usc notre dame at night those right. two uh games at night as well and as you mentioned is uh, i'm a yankee fan so i was obviously headed to the baseball game no matter what was on but uh after i kind of looked at it, i'm like oh well there's two reasons for that uh, fox does not want anything competing with their world series product so they're going to put the uh the least maybe the least competitive thing that they can control at yep. night and uh they're not even concerned with winning the night in in college football they're not even concerned with it they will let you know those other two games can beat up on their time slot all they want because at the end of the day fs1 probably and i think it proved out quite handily beat those two games at least yep. ratings wise yep yep uh so that that stuff is kind of like, when you see it come out after the fact, and like today, for example, uh, and I wrote up a little piece on it. It's like, why is Oklahoma, Oklahoma State on FS1 in the middle of the day? Well, there's a lot of reasons. There's contractual reasons because Fox has to put uh, so many Pac-12 games on their broadcast network. They have uh, only limited number of Saturdays where they can put the Big Ten on at night without having to requested of the schools they can just kind of do it and uh they arguably haven't had a good big uh, highly watched big 12 game on fs1 and yep. you kind of you see that stuff come out after the fact it's like oh you kind of learn something about all right this is right. how they're trying to go about programming the day and i i know those those uh examples were from uh, about fox but the same thing applies to uh a b c and e s p n too yep. uh about three weeks ago four weeks ago they had uh the red river rivalry on uh e s p n instead of a b c yeah and i believe it was maybe, maybe it was bigger wa- uh a better watch game than georgia tech miami don 't quote me on that but i believe it was the highest watch game on cable that day that's yep. it, it's it's all about when those announcements are made how they're going about strategically planning to
0: Maximize their viewers. That's kind of the hobby end of it for me. Yeah. So, so uh you know, along those lines, so now you you've been at this for twelve years. So, as a you know, w- w- what's the goal for you here? Is it just to just to keep on having fun as a hobbyist, or 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 or, or do you want to do you want to actually become one of these scheduling guys? I, I get the feeling that maybe you would you would like that.
1: I it wouldn't be a a bad thing. I mean, it's it's something that if somebody called mass i i'd listen uh (laughs) but to be honest uh at the the end of the day it's uh i'm I'm good with where it's at right now the the twitter following is outstanding there's a separate facebook page that i think a lot of the twitter follows actually you know it's kind of duplicate but uh you know it's
0: you got to try to get your message
1: out as many places as you can uh or,
0: or, or, or I, you're like, or you're like me and you don't, uh, but, but, uh, uh to my detriment.
1: It's whatever's, it's whatever's easiest, Robert. I mean, uh, for me, I, I've kind of got it where tech wise, I've figured out ways to, you know, the Facebook page post to Twitter, um, right, right. that type of thing. Uh, I, I've got ways where I can easily update the site without being in front of my laptop. There, right. you know, through, through other means, uh, but i'm i'm content with where it's at right now uh always learning something every week uh i mean coming from 2005 where television uh particularly with these conferences was a lot more rigid yeah uh abc for example was only uh showing or big 12 games on broadcast television were only on abc and espn didn't have games until uh, didn't have Big 12 games until Fox actually sub license a few before they kind of went to the uh, more equal partnership of, of television. Uh, right. And conversely, FSN was the only place you could watch Big 12 games on, on pay TV. And they couldn't show games at the same time in a lot of situations. Uh, exclusivity was a bigger deal than it is now. Now just every conference wants to get every game on TV. They don't want anything going without TV or to be shown on pay-per-view. Right. And uh, same thing with the SEC. That's kind of why we have an SEC network, why we're going to have an ACC
0: network. Uh, Oh, right, right. Yeah, so so am I wrong for thinking that uh and I'm not doing this justice, but just just like anything else, I mean there there's a community around the scheduling stuff, uh, particularly for the for the football that I've seen, though I'm I'm sure it's, it's not uh, dissimilar on the basketball end either. Uh and the and the community is actually, you know, it might not be huge, but it's vibrant. Uh and, and so is the uh is is the joy for you just participating in that community?
1: Uh, yeah, I would say so. It's it's participating. Uh, exchanging ideas because, uh, I can't really live in a vacuum with what I know. Uh, I, I try to, when, when stuff is sent my way, make sure it gets, uh, gets out there and that the person who sent it, you know, gets, gets the credit as such, uh, really as much as I can, uh, learning something, like I said, learning something every week, every season, every contractual change, uh, you know, small or large, uh, particularly with the Big Ten because the Big Ten this season is that brand-new world of uh, who picks first and, uh, you know, who can, uh, who can hold games at a particular time and such like that. Uh, it, it's really different, and there are no – Certainties. I, I used to speak uncertainties with a lot of this stuff, and <laughs> I, am, I am so cognizant of that that I, it's rare that I will speak uncertainties anymore when it comes to any of the scheduling stuff. LSU Alabama, when CBS was able to move it uh, to a primetime game, and they, I think they had to give ESPN a couple first picks the next year, uh, that was kind of that flashpoint of everything's out the window. Yep. And nothing, nothing, nothing is guaranteed anymore. Uh, just wait till there's an announcement and, and, and take, take that.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I, I think it's really cool what you're doing and it's, uh, it's really nice Thank to you. see just uh, you know, just people doing uh, good stuff just cause it makes them feel good. And, uh, and that's pretty cool. So I'll get you out of here on a couple of hopefully easy ones. So, so, you know, what do you have your eye on? that uh, maybe, you know, maybe I don't have my eye on it or other people don't have their eye on it that, uh, that you think we should be keeping our eye on?
1: Uh, one thing that I brought up a, a bit over the summer and uh, got a bit of traction was the, the group of five conferences. I think nearly all of them will have their TV rights agreements expire at once in a couple of years, yeah. uh, the American, Sunbelt, uh, I think Conference USA is going to come up a year early, except for BN sports, which I think will come at, up at that same time. Maybe I'm wrong on that. So it was the American, the Mountain West, the Sun Belt, and BYU.
0: Right. right.
1: Are all going to come up now at the same time, because BYU had a, a one-year extension of their agreement in football. All those coming up, all those hitting the market, and are those conferences going to see the – the rights fee explosion that you know the Big Ten and and, and others realized? Or right. are they going to be scraping uh are they going to get lowballed? And yep. if they're going to get lowballed, are they going to look like some of the at some of these other entities and say, you know what? Our money is not going to be made through TV anymore. Our money is going to have to be made at the gate and we're going to have to cut the middleman out and we're going to have to go get that uh, distribution money ourselves. Yeah, We're going to have to establish maybe our own digital network or uh, sell to a, a digital network or go through a, a different TV partner uh, that might not be showing college games today. Uh, Conference right. USA is an interesting one because they've kind of done piecemeal deals, but they've also capped it. And I don't know if those caps were done on uh, strategically by CUSA or by the the TV partner where like ESPN only gets five games. CBS Sports Network gets X number of games. BN Sports gets X number of games. And then they figure out how to distribute the rest. If that's going to be something where, you know, and conversely, the network may say, we don't want all your stuff. We want... um, 10 games and we'll take the top 10 games and we'll give you X number of dollars because we're only going to give you another couple hundred grand or something like that yep. for that inventory. Uh, or is that inventory going to become valuable for an over the top network?
0: Yep. Yep. I agree. That is uh that is uh, definitely, definitely, uh, definitely something to watch. So uh, besides this podcast or podcasts like this, like what for 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 the stuff that you do? Like what is the most critical podcast that you listen to every week?
1: Oh, let's see, because I've got about hey, ten name of them,
0: them. Name them all, then
1: just rattle them off. <laughs> okay. uh, let me let me take a look at my phone actually, because I, I do have <laughs> them. Obviously, yours. Um, uh, Ralph hey. Russo uh, from the uh, uh, AP
0: college football. Uh,
1: got the 30 for 30 podcasts in here that's a good uh, one
0: that is a good one yeah it's not going to help with scheduling but it's a very good one no
1: no i uh, the ringer mlb show uh mlb that's at the plate one. by TuneIn. i've got a couple of hockey ones from both uh tsn and uh
0: so you're just Washington. a sports fan your 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 uh, your yeah. your podcast lineup is just a sports fan okay so what's your favorite I, got... podcast what's your favorite pick one what's your favorite podcast I've got
1: Deitch's in here. Deitch's is a good listen. Yours is yeah. a, a very good listen.
0: Thank
1: you. Um, let's see. Probably, uh, I would. I'll tell you. MLB at the plate. At the plate is the one I'll listen to on the way in the work, particularly during the regular season, because it's that recap of. Yep. I'm not watching 15 baseball games a night. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's quick. Give me everything. It's give quick, me
0: the, It's quick pitch for the car. I like it. I agree.
1: Yes, it, exactly. It's quick pitch for the car. And they, they hit you with maybe three quick topics, give you the night in, in uh, scores and home runs and all that stuff and, and get you on your way in about, you know, 30, 40 minutes. So that, that's probably the one that when I wake up in the morning, it's like, all right, I've got a new episode Monday through Friday, or Tuesday through, uh, Tuesday through Saturday, actually, because the way they tape it. It's basically that night on tune in, uh, capped up for the next morning.
0: Well, you have so the, I'd, uh... I'd say that one. Okay, well, and you have uh, you definitely have uh, I think you have something to be excited about for uh, for your Yankees. And uh, and uh, who doesn't love Aaron Judge? Everybody loves Aaron Judge. So these are apparently so. These are good times to be a Yankee fan. Matt, uh, thanks very much for joining the uh, world's fastest growing sports media podcast with that sports TV ratings. Thank you, Robert. Thanks again to Matt Sarziniak for joining the podcast. You can find uh, Matt on Twitter at uh, at Matt Sars M-A-T-T-S-A-R-Z. And I'll include a a link to his uh, scheduling grid stuff in the uh, podcast episode description. And you can find uh, all recent podcasts, including the uh, recent one with Kevin Draper of the New York Times, at uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and sportstvratings.com. Thanks for listening.